You're listening to the Brand Interrupted Podcast, a show for the creative entrepreneur, the radiant leaders, and the rebels at heart. If you're ready to get radically visible, use your voice, and take up space, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Brittany Hammond, filmmaker, story mentor, and serial entrepreneur. Brand Interrupted means liberating yourself from the conditioning and discerning the many contradictory voices of society, family, friends, media, coaches, gurus, anyone or thing that has fit you into a box of check marks and labels, and instead coming back home to yourself. In this podcast, we are all about appointing yourself as the authority and leader of your life. Embrace yourself unconditionally, strip down to your white hot truth, cultivate self-trust and awaken your confidence within so that you can be your true expression in the world, in your life, your relationships, and your business. Ready for some real, raw, and unfiltered conversations? I'll see you on the other side. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is season four of the Brand Interrupted podcast, and today we have a guest that I kind of have a brand crush on. In the house, we have Dr. Caroline Addington, and I knew that this conversation was going to be lit because Caroline had me on her podcast a few weeks prior, and she is all about empowered expression. So this episode is all about unraveling the identities, understanding your truth and how to speak it, how to find the balance between trusting ourselves and trusting mentors, why we always embody the beliefs we have about ourselves, experimenting with vulnerability, learning and growing in public, the intention behind what you're posting on social media, content creation, launches, a step-by-step process to follow your intuition while making a decision. Dr. Caroline Addington is a former engineer and neuroscientist turned personal branding and content creation coach. You guys, you have to hear this episode if you want to know what it's like to take a 180 in your career. She leverages neuroscience to help online entrepreneurs make consistency easy and content that's authentic because your people want connection, not perfection. So without further ado, let's dive right into the episode. But before that, it would mean the world to me if you are listening to this episode, join the Facebook group, My Next Level Self with Brittany Hammond. Let me know your takeaways, your thoughts. Tag us over on Instagram at I am Brittany Hammond and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. I'm sure as you know, podcasting is really a labor of love and I am so honored to bring this show to you. So if you're enjoying it, please, please let us know. All right, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Brand Interrupted Show. This is the sultry Brittany coming to you with, we have a doctor on the show today. (laughs) I so rarely get to use that title. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I know that our conversation is just going to be a freaking blast. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm so, so this season is all around speaking your truth. And I find that 
not every conversation has been explicitly on that, but it's so interesting to hear different people's perspectives because, and I feel like we will resonate together on this, but I don't like to gloss things over and I'm sure you won't either. <laughs> so just, just diving in, um, quickly give us like a little overview of you. I know you talk about like the science and the soul, bringing that to the party. Tell us like a little bit about how you went from science to a soul-based business. Yes. Yeah. So it's beautiful um, that speaking your truth, because <laughs> that's like so woven into that transition. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in the sciences, it was very much me doing what society said success looked like, what it looked like to get, you know, a good respectable job and, all, and do all the things, get all the degrees. And I, I actually went on a trip with my sister. We were traveling three weeks together. She was living in Vietnam at the time. So I went to visit her and then we kind of bopped around and I came back from that vacation. And I remember sitting in a meeting, looking into my future at all the professors, which like I was, that was going to be me in two years. And they were, you could see like the misery and in their face and then the muscle twitches and like all the, all the stuff. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not, this is not the future that I choose. So I gave my notice of resignation like two weeks later, had no idea what I was going to do. So it was very much a trust fall, which is what led into um, really diving deep into what soul aligned business looked like because soul line business is so much about trust <laughs> and, and really just trusting the ride. And um, I think a lot of times when we have big changes like that, we have no other choice because mind is like, what the frick are you doing? Can I cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> right? and, and you just have to like trust. You just have to trust heart. You just have to trust soul. Um, and so that transition really, it, because it felt so big to me at the time, um, it really facilitated diving headfirst into the soul line business and mm -hmm. speaking my truth was a huge, huge, huge part of that because I'd put my personality into a box for so many years in the sciences, the mask of professionalism and masculinity and like high achievement and all these things. And so really opening that up into like, well, who would I be if I weren't a scientist really created a platform where I was like, fuck that, I'm gonna be me and just see what comes out. And so it's really, really, really been a journey about leaning more and more and more into what my truth looks like, how I can speak it out, and the role of soul in all of that, which is, of course, yeah. like the leading actor. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So this has been on my radar, particularly in the past, well, my whole life, but in the past two days, I've been like, been guided <laughs> towards something. And a lot, and it's funny because this is what I teach my clients. And then I, I realized like, oh, I actually struggle with this myself, obviously. Always. <laughs> and a lot of it comes down to like taking yourself from self-betrayal into self-trust. And I was trying to figure out where this wound came from. And I also, so I kind of wore the academic mask. Like I've always been a performer, like love being on stage, interviewing, it's my thing. And my parents were like, you have to go to university because that's, you know, what millennials or whatever do. So I went down this like academic road and was like, okay, the thesis, the methodologies, like all the things. And um, I just realized like, I think it serves me in my work today, but the, the 
the core wound there is that I never trusted other people. So I was like, where does this come from? So I look back at my childhood and to make a long story short, because I talk about this in a different episode, but um, when I was being questioned really young about the abuse I had gone through, like I never trusted those health professionals and the therapists and, and all of that. And so I noticed I have this pattern in my work when even when I'm looking for mentors or coaches, like I inherently just don't trust them. I'm like, they don't know what they're talking about. They're going to misdiagnose me, like the whole thing. <laughs> and so it's, I'm curious for your take on this in this world where we're learning how to trust ourselves, but we're also investing in ourselves and we're looking for people to guide us. What's the balance? Like, how do you find the balance between that? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good question. That's such a good question. You know, I think that there is, I think it's very healthy for us to trust ourselves first and foremost. Um, and I know that, so I actually came at it from the other angle where I was so interested, like peer reviewed everything, right? Science is like peer reviewed everything. What you do is not valid until 10 other people say it's amazing, right? So that was like the angle that I was coming into self-trust and like learning those lessons from. And so it was very much the opposite where I would put more trust in what other people thought Ooh. than in myself. And I think that both, you need both, right? Because when we're looking out at other people, if it's, if we're, if it's coming from a wounded sense of self-trust, then we're, it can go in either direction. Either we don't trust them to know what's best for us at all. And so we're like highly skeptical or we don't, we trust them more than we trust ourselves. And so we're, we're putting them on a pedestal. We're relying on what they have to say and like, you know, really leaning on them. And I think that that balance between the two, honestly, in my world, it's come through experience where I put too many eggs in the basket of somebody else and then was like, oh shit, they're human. <laughs> and I actually have like a wealth of knowledge within me. Yeah. But at the same time, like see coming from that place of, of grounded self-trust enables a more rooted, centered, grounded trust with other people where yeah. it's like, okay, I know that I have my own back regardless. And so when I go into this mentorship or investment or whatever collaboration, whatever the thing is, I can trust that it's going to work out amazing, amazingly. It's going to work out perfectly because I trust myself to only invest in myself. And that's a, that's a core belief that I hold is like, I only invest. I don't waste money. I don't spend money. I literally only invest my time, my energy, my money, like everything is an investment. And so that comes from that like deep seated self-trust that honestly had to, I had to experience some extremes in order to get there. And I think that that's like a huge PSA for everybody is like the extremes are totally okay because they're always leading you to the middle path. Yeah. It's so fascinating hearing you talk about this because so I think I told you this last time we spoke, but my sister is a scientist at Princeton and so her and I both experienced abuse in our childhood and we had opposite reactions. So for her, science was the only concrete thing that could prove like black and white, this is it. So she went down that path and then I was like, well, I'm an artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's so fascinating to hear you say that because I'm like, oh, I understand my sister even more now and how people respond to certain traumas in life. 
How cool. How beautiful. Yeah. I completely resonate with that sense of black and white and like you can prove it or disprove it. Like there is such a false sense of security in that. Um, And I absolutely went down that road for a hot minute, but being able to really, because in our own experience, we have, we have that same concrete, yes, no, this is true for me. This is not true for me. When we tap into our bodies, when we actually ask our own internal guidance systems, we get really straightforward answers. And it's just a matter of like trusting that above anything else. Okay. So for the listeners, and I think I mentioned this prior, but I wanted to make this podcast really interactive. So come and find us on social media. We'll put the links in the show notes. Um, I don't know if you have a Facebook group. Do you? I do. It's called the fam jam. Okay. So Join the fam jam or my next level self with Bernie Hammond, because when we post these episodes, we want to hear from you. And I totally just lost my train of thought on that topic. Damn it. (laughs) We wanted it to be super interactive. (laughs) Come and join in the conversation. Yeah. um, But for, oh, all right. So for someone who is maybe at like that level where they don't even know that, like they don't, they understand they need to self-trust, but they don't know how. What are some like concrete tips of like, what, like how? <laughs> you guys can't see me. I'm over here like shaking with excitement. <laughs> so, so this coming, it's so interesting how much science is like being a part of this conversation. Sometimes in podcast interviews, it comes out full force and sometimes it's like totally soul. So this was like great. So going back to like the science hat, you get to be your own experiment and you know you get to generate your own data in life and i think that that's such a huge gift that we can give ourselves because you can really build a strong foundation of trust with yourself with your soul guidance by just tinkering and experimenting and being like okay and you know for many people it helps to kind of first start with a retroactive look so you know, step number one, if we want to break it down in steps would be look into your past, into circumstances where you had a gut feeling about something, but maybe fear got in the way. And like, how did that pan out? Or you had a gut feeling and you acted on it and it was amazing or whatever. Like, how has that panned out in the past? And also just taking stock of like where you are now and recognizing that all of those actions have led to what it is you're living now. And you can just take stock and say, okay, Like, what's the data look like? And then from there, step two would be tinkering a little bit more in the future. So how might things change if you start to actually listen and trust your your knee-jerk initial reactions that are coming from, like, your heart? You know, that like that little whisper where you're like, hmm, this feels like truth, but I'm scared to do it because of X, Y, Z. What would happen if you actually just did it and just bring that added layer of awareness to that moment so that when you see the results, you actually, you integrate them, you see them and you're like, okay, I have more data now and you can continue to move forward. Because a lot of the times we don't trust because we don't bring that added layer of awareness to that choice point where it's like, okay, we could trust our gut or we could not, you know, and and don't, if we don't actually collect the data and pay attention to it and apply it, as we move forward, then it's hard to, it's hard to trust it. I'm loving this like data. Just like, I just, yeah, I feel like dancing with this word. I don't know. Because I think so much of business, I think a lot of people get stuck because so much 
of it is testing and tweaking. And it's something I'm like constantly like telling my clients, but then it's also when you kind of witness people that are struggling, it's like, just because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean it's like, sometimes it's like the smallest thing you have to tweak. And so just yesterday I was flying back from Paris to Toronto. And usually when I wake up, I have this whole like schedule and I end up like listening to podcasts or doing all these things. But for some reason yesterday I was like, I'm going to take a bath mainly because I'm pole dancing and my whole body is like fucking killing me right now. So I was like, I'm going to take a bath. It's like 6 a.m. I lit a candle and I was listening to Zen music and I had this thought and I was like, you need to do, it, it, it didn't say you need, it was like create a program specifically for visibility as a prerequisite for your other stuff. So that was a thought. It came out very straightforward. Like I was staring at the flame of the candle. I'm just painting a picture here. And then all the voices were like, no, but rah, rah, and then this, rah, rah, and like, that's already been done. And like, <laughs> like who cares? <laughs> so I'm curious if you experienced this. Like, I mean, I just explained my experience of how I can distinguish the voices, but does this ever come up for you where you have that intuition and then you have the ego voices that are just like, mm-mm, girl? <laughs> yes, 100%, 100%. And oftentimes... Because I think that everybody's ego voice sounds different. Mine often will sound like immediately trying to like lock it down with intense structure and planning because that feels safe. So it's like, yeah. So for example, yesterday uh, I was sitting in meditation and got a download around what like some aspect of this community membership that I'm building and like what the collaboration piece will look like. And so then the very next thoughts that wanted to hop in were like, okay, how are we going to make that happen? We can do this and we can do that. Blah, 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 blah. And like the planning, you know? And so I think that it's a matter of exploring and again, just bringing that added layer of awareness to what, what the voice, the next very next voices sound like yeah. so that when you hear it come up, you're like, Oh, okay. I see you. And I'm just going to sit with this. I'm just going to let it land. And like one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this because I know we talked before, but like working in film, I'm, I'm often helping people with the story. And before we can even get to like, what's the story they're telling the world, I have to, I realize this gap where it's like, what's the story they're telling themselves? And it's like, I, I feel like I knew that. And it's weird because I'm in my childhood house and I'm just like looking over down the hallway there. And I'm like, I have this memory of being in that hallway being like, um, gosh, the voice was like, everything happens for a reason. Like you can always find a positive. It was something like along those lines. And I just knew this so young and yet I did everything off my path to like avoid it. And now I'm like, Brittany, this is like how you need to help people. And you always knew that. And that's, I think why it also feels really scary because it's like for me to just hide in the tangibles of like, let me make you this beautiful film versus like, let me help facilitate a transformation. (laughs) So I realized like, again, this is another kind of like buzzword, but people talk about embodying their message. And I'm curious for your take on this. What does this mean for you? Oh, yes. I'm so excited about this question. <laughs> yes. It's everything. It's really everything. Um, and, you know, it, like you're saying, it's a buzzword and people throw it around. They're like embodiment, embodiment, but we're always embodying something. Like the beliefs that we hold about ourselves, about like who we are in the world, how people perceive us, all of this and what it means, like what it means about everything. That is 
whatever beliefs you're holding is what you're embodying. And the way that I like to think about embodiment is like, if you go to a party, you go to a party and you can like feel the energy coming off of the person who like is having a great time. They're out in the middle of the dance circle. Like they don't give a shit about what anybody else is feeling. And you're like, I want to be friends with this human. Like this human is great, right? They are messaged you on your insta story because i was like can i come dance with you exactly 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 yeah like people can feel that energy that's embodiment is like you know that the person who's in the middle of the dance floor like they are there because they're having fun they're not worried about what other people are thinking they're just doing their thing they're they're not concerned that they might like bust a weird move and then it's going to mean something about them they're just doing it that is what they're embodying and that's what's felt by everybody else. So when we think about like, what do you want to embody? Cause we're always embodying the beliefs and it's really like, what do I want people to feel when they interact with me or when they interact with my brand or they interact with my message? Like, what do I want them to feel? And the beauty of this is that like, the secret weapon is that you feel that yourself. (laughs) It's amazing. It's like, I want them to feel fun. I want them to feel relaxed. I want them to feel safe to be themselves. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and give that gift to myself and like be that in my own life. And then they'll feel that. Yeah. So what would you say to the person that, um, hasn't fully, like they have this mission and this vision and like, well, I don't, I don't know. This was part of my story. I would say like, you haven't evolved enough to the point yet where you can really like put it out in the world and, and own it like kind of like that self mastery piece. And so to the person that's like still unfolding on that journey, but they really want to share a message, but they haven't, they haven't learned it themselves. They're kind of just resharing what they've learned. Does this make sense? Have you seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like, the message they're sharing is the one they're sharing to themselves. But when you put this in a business perspective, it's like the person that's going to hire you, they have to trust that you are truly living it or that, or at least that you fully understand. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's, that's such a, a sticky space. It's such a sticky space. I am super Aries. So my, my journey, my path, I was already sharing. I was sharing the stuff and hundred percent. Some days it was like the message that I needed to hear. I'm like, I'm sharing this because this is the message that I needed to hear. But what was beautiful about going ahead and sharing that was that number one, it created a habit around consistency, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Number two, it, it helped there's a lot to be said for experimenting with vulnerability. And there's a lot to be said around like, this is me learning that it's safe for me to be myself and just giving yourself permission to be in learning because we're always, always, always learning and social media and like, you know, running a personal brand. The tricky part about it is that you're learning in public, you're growing in public, but you're always going to be growing in public. And even when you are telling yourself what you need, you need to hear, you can be of service to somebody. service to somebody, even just as a message, as a lighthouse of sorts. Um, And continuing to just do it, I think is the best way to learn what felt empowering, learn what maybe felt disempowering and just keep going forward. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like I said, I'm super Aries and I'm like, do it. (laughs) Just hop right in, dive right in and do it. (laughs) I can't remember if we talked about this on your podcast, but 
So I'm a Leo rising Leo moon Aries. So like of course. fire. <laughs> and Give me the stage. <laughs> I know. And it's like, but it's so funny because that was like my natural state, but then I had so much conditioning that was like making me hide. And so speaking of like living out of alignment, it's like, for me, it was like, I long to be seen, but I fear to be seen. And so it's this constant, like, uh, I actually have an EMDR therapy session tomorrow. I'm still working through this, even though I continue to show up, but because it like, and I know this won't apply to everyone listening, but for some people, like it was dangerous to speak up. Like you weren't allowed to have a voice as a kid or we have traumas or um, like maybe we're silenced. Um, yeah. Like, do you ever come across that? What, what are kind of the things that, cause when we think about like showing up on social media, I think sometimes we've kind of like developed this new language and way of communicating, but not everyone's like, I would say up to speed. I mean, I have some clients that are like baby boomers and they just don't understand. Like, you know, we, ha it's like, um, gosh, there's a word, there's probably a science behind this. Um, just the way that the, the way that you communicate. And so sometimes I'll be sharing things and like people not in like in the online business world, they're like, why are you sharing that? Or like, you know, so how did you kind of reconcile with, or not get tripped up over being vulnerable with all the different opinions of people or engagement or like the vanity metrics, all that crap. Yes. Yes. That's a huge question. Um, first, before hopping into that, I want to speak to like, still, like we were saying, still growing in public and still working through things and showing up that those of us who teach things and like, you know, are here to guide others are also here to master it. So I still experience and come up against resistance with people pleasing and boundary setting all the freaking time because I'm just experiencing it from all different angles so that I can support people who experience it from all different angles. So, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't teach this because I haven't mastered it yet. And that's exactly why you're the person to teach it because wow. your whole life is about, is likely about mastery of this thing. Um, and there's no need to wait until you're dead to actually like help other people. So that's number one. Number two um, is really one, one super tangible technique that I will share that has helped me tremendously is when I feel the resistance to sharing something. And I know that maybe like aunt Susan or whoever is going to be like, what are you talking about on the internet? <laughs> like what is going on? Um, I, I view that experience. I like, again, bringing that awareness to it to me when I share anyway, and I share from my truth and I speak directly to the woman or the dude, whoever, whatever your audience is, directly to the person that I know I'm here to serve. Right. It's, it's showing and demonstrating to myself that it is safe to do so no matter what Aunt Susan may or may not say. Because I trust, again, going all the way full circle to self-trust, you, you trust in yourself in that moment that you know why you're doing it. You're doing it as a permission slip for other people who are afraid to share their truth because of what their Aunt Susan is going to think. And so when you come at it with that intentionality, it doesn't matter what anybody else says or doesn't say because you know that you did it as a permission slip and as a, a symbol of freedom, not just for yourself, 
but for those who follow you and who are trying to be more self-expressed as well. Yeah. And just really like bringing that intentionality into writing the post and like hitting, hitting post with that awareness changes everything. It turns it from this like disempowering, like, what are they going to think? I don't know. To like, fuck it. I'm doing it anyway for like a really good reason. (laughs) And I think this comes back around to like the, the science of like testing and tweaking things. Cause sometimes we can really pour our heart and soul into a post and it just, there's a, there's so many different reasons why it might not get the engagement or the recognition it deserves. And so what would you say to the person? Cause I think people get I think they're actually deleting likes on Instagram now. I think it's already started, but how do you kind of, what's the fine line between authentically share? I just, I can't stand this word authentic anymore, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs) I haven't found a better one yet. I'm with you. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep using it. I feel like authentic has just become inauthentic because it's just been so overused, but like I did Side note, I did a post about that last week and it blew up. It blew up and it was like raw, quote unquote, raw and real does not mean like blowing shit out of proportion and being like big ass vulnerability, big ass success stories. It means being yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, this thing happened last week. So there was this person that was really triggering me online. I try not to get triggered by things, but I just could not for the life of me handle her post. I'm like, yeah. So anyways, I, she asked a question. I can't remember what it was now. It was something about, oh, it was about like authentic storytelling on social media. And when you're kind of like ending it with a a sales pitch. And I think I just like expressed something like, and I mean, not to sound like a snob, but having my background in film, like, I feel like I'm qualified enough to be like, I know what a fucking good story is. And so anyway, I didn't say that on the post. This is in my head. So I just commented something like really kind of like neutral, but she came back at it like really like, I don't agree. Like if you're selling, you know, authentically, then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but people can see if you're sharing this and you might disagree, but if you're sharing this like authentic post and it's like at the end of it, buy my program, doesn't that kind of inherently take away from the authenticity because you're only sharing it because you have that result thing at the end. This is more towards like posts that are like money related like I was living in my basement my parents basement and blah 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 and now I made a million dollars in 18 months like those type of posts so I'm just curious for your thoughts (laughs) feel free to disagree (laughs) yeah I think it I think at the root of it it's all about intentionality it's like what is truly your intention behind sharing this story behind sharing this solution this offering like when you get to the root of what you're really, like what your intention really, really is, then to me, that is way more felt than anything else. Like you can feel when someone is sharing their story to leverage your emotions to try and get you to make a buying decision. And that feels horrible. It feels really ick. Versus I have, I've actually seen posts and like, you know, content crafted where it's like, this is my story. This is how I did it. This is why I built this program. This is like why it is the way that it is. And here it is if you want to do the same. And that like really bringing people into the fold on like the why you created it, not just like, you know, here's my, my blow, blown up story with like these really intense emotions. 
and then like really poking at people's emotions. The, the intention behind that feel is t- a totally different feel than like, yeah. I'm telling this story to illustrate why I created it. And those kinds of, that kinds of storytelling, I'm, t- I'm totally on board with that. I'm totally okay with that because it actually, I feel when I see that, when somebody else is doing that, like I, I feel better educated as to who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. And I, I actually really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. It's kind of like, so I'm actually back here in Canada because, um, I organized a big event with 200 people. It's not my event, but I was on the organizing committee and speakers that are going to be sharing their story of how they went from adversity to advantage. Now they're not selling a business program. Like, let me teach you how they're, they're all in different industries. Um, but the point of it is to like inspire you, like no matter, and it's in support. Cause I don't know, maybe it's, at least in Canada, it's women's abuse prevention month. So all the proceeds are going to, um, the women's shelter here in the Toronto area. And, um, yeah, it's just like different stories of how they overcame things. And I think that can be inspiring because when you, when you tell the story, like here it is again, authentically, just as it is, it's like, that's what really can leave you know, the breadcrumbs are like really illustrate to people like what is possible versus again, I might be like, I might be like ranty preachy here for like 30 seconds, but versus the thing that's going to like pretend to teach you all the steps to build a successful business when like, I don't necessarily agree that like every formula is going to work for every person. Not because the formula isn't good. It's just like every person is so different. Preach. And, and also like, just because, because it was somebody else's silver bullet probably means it's not yours. Cause you're here to like develop your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this was like a big part, um, of my journey as well. I think I talked about this maybe briefly last time we talked, but like it just investing so much money, um, in 2018 with like different business mentors and like doing everything and just like literally being down on my knees. Like, why is this not working for me? And then I have that, you know, that kind of type a, like I'm going to call it the academic part of me. That's like, I fold every motherfucking step. Like, why is it not working for me? And then having to be like, okay, well, did I actually believe that it would work? Did I really feel into the things that I was being taught? And um, it was such, it was such a eye-opening experience. And this year, 2019, which is almost over, um, I didn't invest in anything. Like, <sighs> I was just like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I got to learn how to trust myself. And I just love you. Just like nodding your head. Like, yep. Yeah, you guys can't see me. That's like the most important thing. Is like yeah. that that unshakable self belief. Like all the strategy in the world will not replace that. And to quote Alan Cohen, who's a fantastic author, um, that the best masters, by the time you're done working with them, the end game is for you to realize you never needed anybody else. You never needed a, another oh. master. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Like when, when people come into, into my, my sphere and my world as a client, that's the intention is that by the end of the container, they don't need a coach. They don't need anybody else. Cause they're like, Oh wait, shit. Like I got, I'm, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I so, I so relate with that because sometimes, sometimes I find this like hard balance between coming from the perspective of a director. That's like, I know it looks good. I'll, I'll make, 
you know, the delivery of your speech sound perfect. Everything will be great. And that's coming from that level of expertise. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, but I also believe that I need to empower people to decide on their, like for things on their own, maybe not related to like aesthetics and film, but it's been really kind of a challenging balance thing because sometimes I'm working with clients. I'm like, well, what, like, what do you think is best? And it's, and it challenges them because they they just want someone to give them the answer. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I was that girl too. I'm like, someone just tell me. <laughs> like, so here's an interesting thing. So when you ask someone like, well, what feels right to you? Like, what do you say to that person who doesn't know how to tune in to know what's right for them? Yeah. Yeah. I think that the first thing is really actually getting deeply in touch with your body and being like, okay, body, because like, you can get, I know it sounds woo. And, and when I first started investigating this, I was like, Man, but shit's real is that you can actually get like very concrete, tangible advice from your body. Like for me, a yes feels like a lightness and an expansiveness and an excitement that kind of hangs around my shoulders. And a no feels like a rock in the stomach. It's like a, it's a downward contraction. And so it's really just tapping in from the jump and being like, you know, is this a yes or a no in my body? And you can look back if, you, if you're like, I have no idea how to really gauge that. Again, you can look back in like former life circumstances where maybe like you did, you took a chance, you did something big and bold and like reflect on that for a second and feel what it feels like in your body. Like take a few deep breaths, get really centered, get really calm and then feel what that feels like in your body. And then you can bring to mind something that didn't work out that like felt really constrictive, feel what that feels like in your body. It usually feels like a tightening or a constriction in some area. And that that is a really good guidance system for whatever else is coming. So in the context of like, well, what do you think about how this, you know, filming should go or should look like imagining the end product of going one direction or another and feeling in your body what it feels like, um, it without fail, it always ends up in service of, of everybody. <laughs> Yeah. And I so relate with this as well, because anytime, like even with relaunching this season of the podcast, whenever something feels hard, I'm like, okay, not always. Cause I, sometimes you have to push yourself. But, um, when I was lining up this season, I was like, I want all everyone to book their slot within one week. I don't want scheduling conflicts. Like I'm not available for <laughs> like any of this. I'm like, it just has to be easy. And if it's not like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> because I just like, I can't do it. And that's what happened with this season. That's what happened with last season. And those are the moments when I know that I'm in flow. But when you're like, and this is contradictory what I'm saying, because I'm like, you have to push, but then sometimes you have to let it flow. <laughs> so yeah, it's a different that like flow, it, like aligned push has a totally different energy, I feel like than the forced push where it's like, gotta do the things, gotta burp it burp versus like, I really want to bring this to life. I'm really stoked about it. I can't help myself. I can't put this shit down. Like that, that is that aligned momentum. Yeah. So another question I had um, for you was how do you find the balance between the woo and the practical for you personally? Yeah. <laughs> this is something honestly that I keep tinkering, keep tinkering with. 
Um, and I imagine that I probably will, like I enjoy the tinkering with it, so I probably will for a while, but the bigger picture, the bigger picture inspiration, the moment to moment, um, you know, it sounds weird because it's both the bigger picture and the moment to moment is very much inspired and very much guided by what feels good. Um, and like saying yes to a podcast interview or saying no to one or saying yes to like an opportunity or no, like all of that, those decisions are very much guided by the, like we were talking about that body gut check. Um, and it, it eases up the stress, the overwhelm, all of the things that, um, oftentimes like getting too steeped in the practical can bring to life. I love structure. I am a like, I am a master builder of things. <laughs> it's like I get I get so jazzed about building structure. Jeez. Is this an Aries thing? Structure? Okay, so speaking of woo, <laughs> let's get real woo for a second. Hope you guys are on board with this. Um, so this is I was in a mastermind a while ago, and part of the mastermind was a session with this guy named Sebastian Michael Cruz. His website is decodeyourgenius.com. When I first found him, I was like, what the fuck is this all about? I was like so skeptical. But we did a, it was called a soul mapping session. Ooh. And I kid you not, it has, it has become, like it has just been so on point, so accurate, so true um, for everything I've experienced in the last year. And it's also because that trust is built, it serves as a really great map when I know that when something comes on board and it feels aligned with what came through in that session. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, this is going to work. This is going to be amazing. And so what came through in that session was the like half of my soul map chart was structure was like building stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I mean, that's always resonated with me. So when I saw that, it was no surprise. I was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's Aries so much. I also have a lot of Capricorn in my chart. So it might be that. But mm -hmm. that was real woo. But long story short, to, to like come back around to answer your question, um, is that the, the practical is in support. Like I've, all the structure gets built to support freeing up my mind to lean more into the woo and be more present. Because we talk about woo and, and, you know, that kind of more out there stuff like soul mapping or like Akashic records and like all of these things are what people consider the woo. What I consider the woo really in my day-to-day -day life is present moment awareness, being here, being grateful, being available for whatever magic wants to come through and not clouding it with the resistance of fear or over planning or any of that stuff. So the practical comes in as a really great structure that I can lay down and like work the kinks out of so that my mind is, is free to, to be more present. Um, and that's really been the, the, the blend that has served my business really, really, really well. Yeah. I was just curious because like I've been told <laughs> that I'm a little bit rigid and I mean, I definitely acknowledge that I'm very much like, and it's kind of, I mean, I don't mean to make this a stereotype, but like typically artists can be very like flowy and like woo. And I definitely have that. And I don't, I think part of this is a trauma response and a control thing, but I'm like very like, it has to be this way. And if it's not this way, like 
like I'm, I'm just like, I'm dead. Like I can't even, it's so hard to like reorganize everything. And, um, oh my God, where was I going with this? <laughs> I can't remember now. It was so good. Um, airy something. I don't know. Anyways, it'll come back to me later. Um, balancing, balancing the practical and the woo. Oh yeah. So when I was trying to like outsource my content creation, so much of my day-to-day, my business, it's hard to explain to other people because I don't always get it, but so much of it is intuitive. And when I've tried to, out, I mean, don't get me wrong, I have systems and structures, but when I tried to outsource certain things, like it just, it, 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 I wouldn't get the same response. And even this event that is coming up on Thursday, um, this is a big event with 200 people, but there's been monthly events that we've filled for the past year. And I don't typically do this work, but this is a special client. So I was doing their content creation. And even in the way I was doing it, it was so intuitive because it's based on like, um, where do I, what do I feel like the audience needs to hear today? Or like, you know, has, have we done a little bit too much promotion? Like, should we do some more like conversation starters? And it's like, I can plan that out 60 days in advance. Like you have to live in the moment and just know kind of what's going on. Do you experience this? Is that kind of like what you experience as well? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, again, going back to that structure, the structure that I have in place is um, it's to allow for that in the moment present space. So like all my launches are, are live. They're very interactive. They allow for that intuitive in the moment creation. Um, the way that I, you know, host and create content for existing clients allows, there is that baseline structure that if they feel guided to, to engage with, they can. And it's also built intuitively around them. So I, I think that having that living, you know, living, breathing aspect to what we do as content creators or just business humans in general is so vital and so important because it's, it's feeding into, you know, it's, it's a, it is alive, right? It is, it's a a living interactive experience and just brings that extra dimension of, um, sincerity. It feels like It, it brings an extra dimension of sincerity to what we do because it's not, it's not coming from this, like you do it, like, it, like we were talking about six steps to six figures. You do it this way and that way and that way. It's like what is needed in that moment is, it, it, you know, allowing space to bring what is needed to the moment is freaking huge. <laughs> yeah, this is so good. And this brings me to the next piece around leadership because I recently let go of my VA and it was very heartbreaking because I adore her, but she's was so extremely structured and I felt like I was driving her crazy because, and I actually take ownership for part of this because I wasn't leading her, but because I didn't know how to delegate these things. Cause we'd be like working on projects and I'd be like, you know what? Scratch that. Like, let's do something else. <laughs> I think I just drove her crazy. And like, she couldn't work with my way of working and I, I couldn't adapt to hers. And so we were kind of like not butting heads. Cause we always maintain like a, respectful relationship, but this brings me into the piece around leadership. Like I always say to lead others first, you have to learn how to lead yourself. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And to me, leadership, I mean, 
it depends on, there's so many different angles you could talk about it, but what it really, really is, is being willing to lean in to whatever discomfort, whatever is coming up. And like, like we were talking about embodying, like being the North star for what it is that you want your brand to feel like, to be like, to represent, like you're embodying it, you're leaning in, you're like doing your own inner work so that you can continue to hold space. And I think another big piece of leadership to talk about like that integration of intuition and structure is having the structure in place for your people to also have that freedom to be intuitive. So like, for example, I'll give a really concrete, because that's like a little high level. I'll give a concrete example of what I mean about that. So like, for example, in my business, there's a decision-making structure. And it's like, this is how we make decisions, right? And it, it goes back into that sense of intuitive yes or no. But it's like, you imagine, you know, we have the, the brand values, like these are what the brand is all about. And if you imagine the end result of making decision A versus decision B or taking route A versus route B, oh, yeah. really let the reality of that land in your body. Does it, does it, reflect these brand values, make an intuitive yes or no. Really let path B land in your body. Does this end result embody those brand values, yes or no? And then from there, like that's the decision-making process. So there's structure, there's like a step-by-step, -step, here's how decisions are made. And there's some fluidity and space for intuition. And when you give that to your people, you're empowering them to be their own leader and to have ownership over, you know, the process. And it just, you know, strong leaders breed more strong leaders. And I think that that's like, as long as you are leading yourself in that way, then the people who are part of your team and who are following are going to be, you know, they're going to be embodying the same thing. They're going to be on board with the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, nine times out of 10, not always, but like you can always redirect. Yeah. <laughs> And I think also like it's that piece of self-trust because when you are making decisions, I mean, something I've been really trying to be aware of lately is ugh, this happened recently. I made a decision and I went against my intuition and it turned out poorly. And I was like, oh, well, your intuition told you not to do it, but you did it anyways. And then instead of like guilting myself and being like, God, you're such a retard, Brittany, like, you know, all the negative self-talk, I was like, okay, next time, you know, like listen to your intuition, not saying like I was being punished for choosing the wrong thing, which I think is something we also believe. Like when we're talking about like the universe, like the universe punishes you or like, I have to do this and the universe will give me this kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's kind of dynamic. So, um, okay. Wrapping up a little bit. What is something that you believe that most people will disagree with? Ooh, what a juicy question. What a juicy question. Um, ooh, okay. Interesting. What came through is that we are all God, goddesses. Uh, there is nothing outside of us that is more divine than we are. And while people may intellectually be like, oh yeah, we're all, we're all spirit, we're all source. Um, I mean that in a very real, tangible way. And it might sound a little crazy. <laughs> it might sound like this homegirl thinks she's like God. Like, yeah. And I think you are too. And I think everybody is. Um, and I think a lot of the times people, like you were just talking about, like, I have to do these things to prove to the universe that I'm worthy of this, that, and the other. Wow. It's like, that would be like 
your left arm proving to your right arm that it's worthy of being attached to your body. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I don't believe that that is how the world works. I don't believe that that is how the universe works. Um, I deeply believe that everybody is exactly where they're supposed to be. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing. All of your flaws are serving you. Um, and that all we have to do as humans is acknowledge that and be cool with it. Like that's our job. <laughs> that's our job is to be like that, that flaw that I thought I had about maybe being irresponsible. Um, I've just been looking at that the wrong way this whole time. And actually it's a gift. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. What, like where, where, okay. Where can we find you online? And what do you have going on in the works right now? Like any like free offers, video series? I know you have the podcast Empowered Expression. Tell us everything. Yes, yes. There's there's actually some really exciting things in the pipeline right now. Um, so I hang out on the gram most often at caroline.addington underscore. And I can give you the links for all the things. Um, and then like I mentioned, there's a Facebook group called The Fam Jam. And every Friday in there, we workshop your brand. So it's hands-on, basically free coaching around, you know, identifying your pillars, really embodying your ideal client. There's a theme every week. So if you know that you need support around how to show up as yourself in the internet, um, that's a beautiful, beautiful place to get access to free content and free workshopping. And then in the pipelines, <laughs> I have some really exciting stuff. I've been um, creating a membership space that's focused around you know, developing brand identity, again, this word, authentic social media presence and increased visibility. And a big part of that membership is fostering collaborations, because I think especially as women, we really thrive in collaborative environments wow. and it can feel daunting to reach out to people and say, hey, I want to do something with you. <laughs> so um, that whole space is intended to foster collaborations and connect people with each other. So the first launch of that is going to be in December. And if people want to figure out more about like what is going to be involved in that and what's going to be going on, there's going to be a week long um, live workshop that is going to kind of dive into all of this stuff and really help you start to get more tangible results around true self-expression in the online space and what that actually does for your brand, AKA magic. It does magic. I know that you know this, right? It's like a magic <laughs> situation. Um, so that'll be happening the first week of December. Um, so I can drop all the information for all this in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. And I just want it. So I'm like a natural promoter of all things. And I just wanted to, that sounds amazing. And I just think that especially being in that type of space where where it's a membership, pro I'm just going to sell your thing here. <laughs> Do it. Like, but like, I find that when things are in that, in that type of container, you can get, you, you can feel safe to be vulnerable and ask those questions versus sometimes in like open free Facebook groups, most people aren't going to be real and authentic and vulnerable because they have to keep face for potential clients. I've like, I literally just experienced this yesterday. So, um, I want to invite you all to check out Caroline's membership space because it sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's such, a, that's such an important and beautiful point. Um, and true 
vulnerability in those spaces is actually what leads to transformation. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going over a little bit here, but I just want to say that like community, I'm obsessed with community and community building and um, community design. Because I think when we, just as a PSA for everybody, I think when we think about community, oftentimes there's this idea of somebody at the center, like putting out content and like, you know, one person speaking to many, but true community is many speaking to many. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of why, that's not a part, that's like a driving <laughs> motivator behind why I'm creating this membership. Because it doesn't, people already know what I'm about. People already know what I'm talking about. I want people to get to know each other and like all of the different stories of what's possible for them, who, who the, how they can collaborate and how all these different puzzle pieces can fit together because that's when true transformation and magic really, really happens. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, I knew this conversation would be so good and I'm so glad you're the last interview in this season. So I'm so glad that we were able to make this work. So Me too, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. I resonate so strongly with all the things that you teach and all the things that you're about and it's been an honor to be able to share this space with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brand Interrupted Podcast. I so appreciate you and your time. And to show that appreciation, I want to give you a free gift. Head over to untamedrevolution.com forward slash gift to get instant access to my free three-part Audaciously You on Camera video series, a step-by-step on how to share your story, craft your core message, master your energy, infuse your personality, and boost your charisma on camera so you can amplify your impact with video and turn viewers into dream clients. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, don't forget to head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating. Until next time, bisous from Paris. Ciao, ciao.